We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, we are at uh, Light Years Pod number twenty-seven. We're getting no, I up know there. this one. I know this one. I know this one. The <laughs> best, the most washed-up player on the Warriors, yet still playing big minutes. Ready? Who could it right be? Right now. Oh my! I, th- I think he's the most hated player this season. I think he's going to end up as the most hated player. I think by far. Steph Curry. Uh, yeah, Zaza, right. my guy. <laughs> yeah, just Zaza yeah, reminds me. So, uh, I, I can never hate Zaza because he's got like that uh, Fobby foreign vibe that just, he, he just comes across like half my family. So, so he's, you know, he, I'm always going to have a soft spot for him. But transitioning. The worst, the worst part is I play like him. That's the worst part. I play exactly like him in real life. Um, so there you go. Zaza episode. <laughs> the Zaza episode. So, we have a special guest, uh, the world's biggest Zaza Pachulia fan, none other than Zach Harper. Zach, how you doing? I'm great. I'm honored to be on this podcast. I'm honored to be on the Zaza episode. I held out. I was going to be on, you know, several episodes in a row, and I held out. I said, nope, I'm not doing it until number 27. Yeah, we tried to get you on 24, and you're like, Rick Barry, no, can't, yeah. can't have that. No. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not stopping people from booing uh ownership i'm not that's not me i'm an undercutter that's what i do <laughs> there you know that was a uh quite a moment in warriors history um a lot of warriors fans they'll never admit it now but uh they were monte fans back then they were they were there booing lake up because of that so that was a fun time just nothing sums up that period in warriors history better than rick barry scolding everyone for booing it was just 
Shame on you. You should you should know better than that. But but we'll move forward from that. Um, so so last night. So we're recording this Thursday night um, at eight thirty. So the Warriors played the Wolves last night, and uh, no KD, and it, it was a pretty competitive game for the first half. Andy, what were your impressions on it? <laughs> that that's the kind of game that Warriors that me. Um, that's what I live for nowadays. Cause when KD plays, it's almost like, ah, you know, like they're going to screw around. They're going to come back. But you know, when, when he doesn't play, it's just like old times, man. It's just like when Steph was the guy, it's just like deep, it's defense. It's, it's passing, it's cutting. It's, they got to rely on Steph to do, he's got to almost be forced, um, to shoot. Uh, yesterday's game, he didn't, he didn't shoot until like five, six minutes into the game. So that's what I live for selfishly. Um, as a Steph, Steph Stan. Yeah, Zach, you, you, you bring the outside perspective here. You, how much more exciting was it to watch him without Steph or without KD in general? <laughs> uh, well, okay. So I'm, uh, I like elitism. I'm all about elitism. <laughs> I, I think it's better for the sport. I think it's better for life. And I liked, I like players who celebrate when things are going well. I like players who talk shit when things are going badly. Um, so this Warriors team doesn't bother me at all, whether they have KD or not. I want I want Steph celebrating shots before they go in. Like that's what I want. Like that's what I live for. Uh, and so it's fun. It's fun for me to see this team with KD because if anything, like the, it just this whole situation for the next four years or however long this lasts, it forces innovation. It forces um, you know some kind of evolution in the game to stop whatever mutation has happened in, in Oakland. Uh, at the same time, seeing Steph be aggressive is, is probably the most fun that you can have in an NBA game right now. Like more fun than Giannis, more fun than Towns, more fun than Porzingis, more fun than LeBron, like any of that. Like when Steph is going, he didn't have a great game. Like he was like, he was good 22, eight and eight, um, but he didn't shoot all that well. But when Steph is forced to like be the guy, uh, out of necessity or whatever, that's when I have the most fan, the most fun as like an NBA fan. Yeah, definitely. It's like uh, it's like the Warriors at their purest because Steph is. I mean, Steph def- identifies the team, and in in general, just the off chance that he's going to pull up from anywhere is yeah. is by far the most exciting thing you'll see. Like I mean KD's absolutely incredible in his own way, but it's it's more of a you're expecting to be destroyed when he gets the ball as opposed to Steph where you're like where where did this come from? So so Zach who's MVP right now of the, of the league? We got Steph or, or is it Caspi? Um ooh, <laughs> yeah, I mean Omri's got to be in the lead at this point, right? <laughs> Because <laughs> not only not only did not only is he single handedly winning games, uh, which I think we can all agree that's been happening, uh, but also he's he's now you know oh, when he a, picked Wiggins' pocket last night that was yeah just... well I mean that's cheating I'm not gonna I'm not gonna acknowledge <laughs> that that's cheating but uh, you know I like the controversy it, it was it was displayed as a joke the comment about like Katie's holding him back there's some realness there he believes it. <laughs> And you know what? I think we all believe it. I think we all know that Omri should be the the real starting small forward on this team, and maybe KD gets some time with with Looney off the bench. <laughs> 
Um, knowing Kerr, he might play. Uh, he play. He might play Looney. End up playing Looney more in those closing lineups with the <laughs> <laughs> with the starters anyway. Um, hey, I actually want to get your quick thoughts on the uh, on actually the MVP and actually Kerr's like rotations. I don't know how many Warriors games you watched all season. They can get kind of uh, monotonous, but. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on kind of Steph's season and then like uh, uh, how how Kerr does his rotations because that's that's Warrior fans' favorite uh, thing to bitch about nowadays because there's nothing left. The ultimate about. first world problem. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like this is the ultimate like NBA first world problem of like oh my god we won by 28 instead of 35 because he played you know <laughs> whatever Damian Jones is supposed to be right now or I don't even know if that's his actual name I can't remember but I feel like that's a, I feel like that sounds like a person. Um, Steph's been kind of disappointing to me because anytime he's under 40% from three, I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Oh, uh, that's, so th- that's been the, the hot story. The, um, did he, has he lifted too much weight? Has he lost his touch? That's oh, been, is that that's, the reason? I didn't know this was a weight yeah, thing. Yeah. This is, this oh, is yeah, the new conspiracy theory now. How are you guys with the NBA? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You have the greatest team of all time and you're just like, oh, I think Steph is lifting too much. Yeah, I'm serious. Sam not- tweets it like five times a game, dude. Like, <laughs> oh my it's, God. It's, it's, it's like he's deadlifting. He's doing too much, too much arm day, too much uh, chest well, you day. Want, you watch wild. those shots. Some of them are like really <laughs> off. Like two years ago, I mean, it, it, Steph, Steph would have his cold games, but like you wouldn't see him missing rim the way he was the last few games. <laughs> I'm just telling you, a little too much HGH. Yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Breaking news. Aggregate that. Got to do it. Um, I think, well, I like, I do like the way Steph's playing overall. And I like that he's leading this team in scoring uh, because I picked him to be the MVP before the season. And I would really like to be correct on that because I'm usually way off. That's, I guess it's you and me and Sam that, that picked him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know yeah. many people. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, my us, us was three, like, and you know, everyone north of Fresno. So, right. <laughs> my thinking yeah. was they're going to win seventy-five games, and uh, and at a certain point, the like the media can't be mad at them anymore. Yeah. So actually, that brings up. So they had the slow start, and by slow start, I mean nine and three, where they yeah, dropped the nine a, and three. What a, <laughs> they dropped a they dropped a couple of games with clearly like you know. 20% effort or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but is 70 wins still in play for them? Is- yeah. Cause like if I, if, if two months from now I told you, you know, Oh, they've only lost one game since we talked. Like, would that surprise you? No, not really. <laughs> if I said they've lost five games since we talked, that would probably surprise you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would, so I would like, ask who got, I would, I would ask who hurt Steph. Basically. Right, exactly. It, so it was probably Omri. Omri's going to be like, all right, I should be the starting point guard now, you guys. Like, <laughs> this is this is my team. Um, but no, like, 70 wins should absolutely, until they lose, uh, you know, 13 games in a season, 70 wins is in play. Yeah, that sounds about right. So just touching on the game one more time from last night, um, I thought the Wolves played them decent in the first half, and then you kind of saw kind of how far away they are. Where are you with the Wolves at this point? Um, I like in like terms when, of actually contending for the, you know, let, let's let's put the Warriors off the, let's put them in their own level in terms of competing with right. the rest of the teams in the West. Uh, like I mean, they're they're clearly behind a full a full Spurs team, right? Um, I almost said full squad, and I, I didn't want to be offensive there. 
and, <laughs> and appropriate your your basketball culture. But if, if they have a full team, then obviously they're not as good as the Spurs. Um, they not they're not on the Rockets level. I don't know what the hell to think with the Thunder. So I I'm just gonna assume the Thunder will figure it out enough to be like a top four seed. But after that, like the Wolves should be better should be better than every other team in the West. Like they should be better than Denver. They should be better than the Clippers. They should be better than Portland. I don't know that they will be because they like the bench. They're relying on Shabazz Muhammad and and uh, and Jamal Tyus Crawford. Jones. Yeah, but like like Jamal's actually played well. Sure. I don't think that's gonna keep up. But so when that <clears> doesn't happen and like. Nemanja Bielitsa is shooting 62% from three. You know, it's like, exactly. Like that, that'll be fine. Uh, the interesting thing is like, I just think Gorgie Jang is, has sucked. I just, I think he's been terrible this year. And so eventually he'll get going. So that'll balance things out. But when Jimmy Butler's on the floor, I feel good about this team. I feel like this is a competent team that can, that can win games and they're winning games. They wouldn't have won last year. Um, just with these, like just someone's doing just enough. And then Wiggins, gets to go against, you know, the second or third best defender on on the opposing team and he can score on those guys uh, you know, relatively easily in in clutch situations. And then if Towns is hitting a jumper, like there's not much a, a team can do against them outside of the, you know, the Warriors or the Rockets or the Spurs. So like I feel good about them, but if Butler goes down for any extended period of time, like it's gonna it's gonna get bad. <laughs> yeah, this should be like their their transition year. They, they'll be a playoff team. They might make right. a little noise, and then if they build upon it, once once Towns and Wiggins get to twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, they should be in position to actually make some noise. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I kind of wrote about this today for for FanRec, where it was like, how close are or like how close are the Wolves to? To be because every like a year ago, two years ago, people were like, "Oh, the team that will eventually take down the Warriors is the Timberwolves," because Carl Anthony Towns like defended Steph once, and it, it looked really cool. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it was that kind of thing. And so I looked at like how far away they actually are, and like at the earliest, like let's just pretend things fall apart in 2019, and Clay Thompson goes, "I want to go play in China," right? Like that's <laughs> like that's what he's gonna do. Like he is in on the Chinese lifestyle. He is in on being in Beijing and he, he just wants to be there forever and he leaves the Warriors. Okay. Well, they still have Draymond and Kevin and, and, and Steph. And so they'll still probably be fine. But if like, if that's when things start to crumble a little bit, where are the wolves at that point? And the best case scenario is that they've, they've rounded up the bench a little bit with, with some more talent. Um, but they'll probably still have this core. Like they'll have to resign Jimmy they'll probably have to keep Teague in the process because they just won't have wiggle room to to go acquire different guys. Wiggins and Towns will both be like around 24 at that point. And, ah. and if they can't, like if they're, like they can shoot threes, but they don't shoot a lot of them. They can run guys off, well, not last night, but they typically defend the three-point line well by just not allowing three-pointers, but then they allow like the fourth most shots inside. Like at the at the rim, so like they're just these problems that things look good on the surface, but you start doing a little bit of digging, and and it's like, well, there's actually a lot more holes than than it would take to be the successor. My my main thing with them is, and I know we've got some Warriors media members that don't necessarily believe in them. It's it's I I need t- Towns to have the ball more on offense. Is that yeah. a real thing, or am I bo- or am I BSing? Uh, th- like last night, it was was pretty low involvement for him like he's usually involved uh, you know more than more than he was last night but even still like but even still yeah yeah I mean so Butler hasn't really scored yet this year like he's he's hardly had any 
any real impact in terms of scoring the ball, except for a few stretches here and there. Wiggins actually has taken the most shots on the team. And I think this is kind of by design because he is like when, when the thunder were, you know, when they were playing the thunder, both games, well, Paul George is defending uh, Butler because of course, like you, that's mm-hmm. who you need. And then at the end of the games, they couldn't have, they couldn't have Robertson on the floor because you just can't have him offensively. And so then it was like either Russ mm, or, or Greenis defending, defending Wiggins. And so then they were like going to Wiggins cause he had the lesser defender on him and it worked, you know, in both those games, like pretty well. So I think by design, they're trying to exploit that Wiggins matchup on a lot of nights, but still like town should 100% be the number one option. Even when Jimmy's trying to score, like he's just that good as a, of a score inside and out that he should be, you know, taking 20 to 25 shots a game. Yeah. 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 I just, I just, um, yeah, it just seems like too much Wiggins for me, but Hey, I, um, I had one for you covered and lived in Minnesota. I think, yes. Yes. Um, you lived in Utah, I think. Correct. Oh man. I, all right. And so, um, <laughs> are, are you, are, do you have a question or are you just like have a trying to make me sad about places I've lived? You lived in Sacramento. Let's just, let's just start listing sitting. You grew up yeah. in Sacramento. Grew oh, up in man. Sacramento. All right. All right. We're just going to go down the line there. I have a question. percent of my life has been in Sacramento. That's, I mean, think about that. <laughs> um, I have buddies that live there. I living maybe is a, is a far, is a, <laughs> not the right word, but, uh, so, so my question so how, how do they perceive Warriors fans? Co- elite, um, coastal elites, and is, are they really? Are we really as hated? Warriors fans are really as hated as, as the internet implies, which maybe, maybe, maybe not. So how, how does it actually work? What do they actually think? Yeah, you guys are hated. <laughs> you guys are arrogant uh. pricks that are hated. And that, that's the frustrating thing for me is because you get a lot of the oh Warriors fans, you know, like the Lakers four years ago, and like bandwagon fans are always going to exist with whoever's winning. Like there are just those fans who are like, yeah, I like the Warriors now because they're the best. And that's what's going to happen. But what pisses me off is that growing up in, in Sacramento, I, I know that like you guys, you guys were with the team through all of those horrible Cohen years, right? Like all <laughs> like 25 years of just like, Jesus, if we made the playoffs and lost in the first round, what a year that would be like, Oh, thank God we re-signed Monte Ellis and Andres Beatrice. Like that, what, where would my life be without them? Like Warriors fans have a, a dedicated fan base that have been with this team through horrible times. And so it bothers me when, when that fan base isn't respected in that way, but you guys have managed to push it so far to the <laughs> other end. To where it, like to me, it's funny, but to a lot of NBA fans, they hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like the closest comp fan wise is probably Celtic fans. So Warriors, it's just it's yeah. just so obnoxious and kind of like <laughs> jingoistic, like torture, right. like region and like un like unabashed about it too. Where it's it, it actually makes it worse. Like there there's no acknowledging like how arrogant you are. It's like yeah, right. we're that good. What, what, yeah, what? In, in, in a way, like I think in that same area, but in a different sport. Like you guys are just going to become Patriots fans. Exactly. Like, like the Warriors fans will be the Patriots fans of the NBA, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Me and Sam are picking up the torches this Friday, so. <laughs> and you have red hats. <laughs> hey, it's Veterans Day weekend. It's, it's support. This is the official support your troops episode of the exactly. podcast. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's good to hear. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, so everything on the internet is true. You know, you. I say you don't, you don't get that. Yeah, like lean it like the way the way you know the way Sam has 
I would say maybe push back against Middle America. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that's the move. I think we like no, there is no harmony anymore. So screw it. Like just go at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, you can't you can't, you can't look back, man. You just got to keep going. No, like it, keep... like you're not going to convince someone to like you. <laughs> Like that's not gonna happen. You're winning. You're you're dominating everybody. You're mad when you only win by twenty five points. Like that's you know. Like why is, it, why it, is it, Looney getting seven minutes a night? He should be at five. Like right. Exactly. Like yeah. Like you're you're free. Like now, granted, I think Nick Young should play a lot more. So I'm upset about that. But uh, but you know yeah. If you want to get mad about Kevon Looney playing over Jordan Bell, like, yeah, go nuts. <laughs> Shit, that is what we do actually to to a tee. That is that is what we do. We start in the first quarter too. Like we don't fuck around. Like the game starts. Oh, it's the first like, substitution. Like oh. Sam is in a like a nine thread, you know, nine tweet thread like, about Steve Kerr, you know, secretly being a Republican or something. Like that's what we do. <laughs> actually I go with Bernie Bro. That's oh that's Bernie Bro. Yeah, that's it's fair. very yeah. egalitarian. Wants to play yeah. everyone. Universal basic minutes. It's just the it's the way we go about it. Um, oh my! <laughs> all right, so I'm going to transition us. We do this. We do this little segment every week, real or fake news. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a take, and you tell me if it's real or fake news, Zach. Okay, I'm into this. All right, the Wolves would be better with Ricky Rubio instead of Jeff Teague. <laughs> fake news. I love Ricky. I love Ricky so much. I would take a bullet for him. But the way that this team is structured. Him as the fourth option and not having the ball in his hands that much would be a disaster. Hmm. I'm in but Rubio can score. And he can Go. score for the last, well, no, actually, <laughs> the second half of last year, too. I'm still skeptical. Yeah, there's there's six years of, of watching him pass up shots that I just yeah. can't get out of my he, head. He is a legitimately good, like, I trust him on, like, those mid-range pull-ups off the dribble. Um, I like he he is actually good at that. Like that is a trustable shot. But anything in terms of going to the basket, any kind of spot up jumper, like I don't trust that. I mean, it's one more shot than Lonzo has in his bag right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull some like good things about Lonzo because like he, I was at the 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 Nets Lakers game uh, the other night. Why? <laughs> That's a, great question. That's a great question. That's a lot of like, why did you grow up in Sacramento? Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, as long as you're getting paid, man. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> but I was there and like he went like three of 15 in the game. And I looked at his shot chart and like 11 of those shots were, were you know, within four feet of the basket. And so I'm like, hey, at least he's getting to the basket. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why, is, <laughs> why am I trying to like, like, you know, pump up this, this shot selection? Like, I don't care about it. And, and it's just like the shots are the fundamentals are just so ugly. Like it's one thing if it's uh, like most rookies where they're, you know, rookies generally miss a lot of shots. It just is what it is. But his misses are just so ugly and, you know, I'm sure he'll figure it out over time, but second overall pick with all that hype, it's, it's somewhat funny to watch. I do. I do think he's good. Like, I think he's a good basketball player. Like he's a really good passer. He's a good rebounder. I think he's actually kind of a, he's got a really good feel. Yeah. Yeah. He has a good feel for the game. He's a surprising, um, defender, like for a rookie guard. Like I actually, I think he'll end up being a a decent enough defender where he doesn't hurt you. Uh, but like anytime he shoots the ball, I just start cringing. Like you see that, (laughs) that mousetrap windup that happens of, of like, you know, the ball is swing. Like it's like it's like someone doing an exaggerated uh, imitation of like Bill Cartwright. <laughs> That's what it's holy like, a like mousetrap. Like you, 
Yeah, like if you were doing the wow. a Bill Cart a Bill Cartwright impersonation and trying to really be an asshole about it, like that's what his jumper looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's 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 like the the Rondé Hollis Jefferson, also the 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 shoulder shimmy he used to do at the free throw line, but yeah. with the feet moving, it's just it's got it's got some work. Damn, that's that's good. You got to get uh, on Omri's. You got to name that one, Zach. That that's going to be the next challenge. <laughs> Sorry, we got to bring it full. Sorry, we got to bring it full circle back to Omri. Um, <laughs> next, next one, next one. The uh, so the Warriors puller, the Warriors um, fans, uh, I guess duplicates. Celtics are the biggest threat to the Warriors. Uh, let's say in the next year or two, whenever the Warriors start to get challenged, maybe five years from now. Fake five. News. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, I mean, it's just not right, even like, worth an explanation. Just fake news. <laughs> I mean, all right, Kyrie's Kyrie's Kyrie, and like Gordon Hayward's really good. So when he comes back next year, like that'll be fine. But like, you're gonna you don't believe in Tatum. I I mean, he's good. He's good for a rookie. Paul Pierce, like he Which might Paul be Pierce? Paul Pierce. He might be Tobias Harris. I don't know. Like he's <laughs> he's fine. He might be Rudy Gay. Like he's he's he can play. But I mean, are the Warriors gonna get taken down by Al Horford? <laughs> Justin Thompson. Takes down over. Right, um, exactly. Like, <laughs> so who who would you go with then if you had a choice? Um, and you can make some up. Like LeBron goes to the Spurs. Like that's my that's my favorite one right now. Uh, like, that's but, uh, that's the obvious but, one. Yeah. Uh, so, but <laughs> Paul George goes to Milwaukee. Ooh. And Milwaukee in three years pulls and, off. The and Milwaukee gets a new coach. Wow. Oh yeah. No, Jason Kidd is, you know, like kidnapped by by you know the the guy who does like the sausage races at, at Brewers games. I just want to say it, by- it makes me so sad that he's a terrible coach because he's legitimately the first basketball player I liked. Like the the kid Cal hype was probably the first basketball memory I have. I yeah. went to those games. Um I was maybe seven or something. like I don't know. It, either way, I, I can't tell you anything about it other than I thought he was really cool and thus like followed his career, ignored, you know, all, all the terrible things he did off the court. Because, right. How, how are you going to like Jason Kidd and not like Lonzo? Come on now. I didn't. Oh say yeah. Just, I mean, same, I didn't same, say person. I just, I same person. Same. I mean, Lonzo's probably going to date Tony Braxton at some point. Oh, I'll, I'll roll with anyone who dates Tony Braxton. <laughs> yeah. The Hall of Famer to me. Either way, <laughs> not not the coach he was uh, as a no, player. He's, he's terrible. I mean, I thought he actually like got a bad rap in in Brooklyn, right? Because um, I thought he he did some good things, but uh, my God, it's. I, I mean, it's not Earl Watson esque, but it's not not Earl Watson. Oh, I mean, they're just kind of like a they're kind of like a car stuck in the mud. Like talent takes over here and there. Like obviously yeah. having Giannis. The one talent. It's a, it's a lot of talent, but um, like, I just, just think no like, like, what if you ran someone off a screen? Yes, exactly. Like, just try it. Just see what happens with that. You gotta tell Scotty Brooks that, or sorry, not Scotty Brooks, uh, Donovan. You gotta tell Same. Donovan that too. Same person. Really. <laughs> that brings on the next. That brings on the next question, which is my favorite question. My favorite one: real or fake news? This year's Thunder will end up like the. This is gonna be fun. Dwight Howard Lakers. Oh, <laughs> real news. I'm in. I'm in on this. I don't even dislike the Thunder. Uh, certainly not to the levels you do. And I, I like. <laughs> I like Russ. And uh, and actually, Paul George is probably the one I'm down on the most out of any of those guys. Uh, really? But 
Yeah, I just I, he's he's good, but I'm you know he's a huh. it's a he's a boring player to me. I don't get a lot of joy watching him. Hmm. And I recognize he's he's awesome, but I just like I'd much rather watch Mello jab step and throw up a <laughs> contested twenty two footer. Like that's way more fun to me. Um, but yeah, like it's it's supposed to take. I think I think it's supposed <clears throat> to take a while for it all to come together. Um, but they still just don't really have shooting. And that's going to screw them a lot of nights. I mean, it's weird. They do, but like both both Paul George and Mello are good shooters. They both have three point range. They're both capable shooters. They sure. both get. I mean, Paul, they both Paul get. George, they both get guarded get the on the line. Yeah, Paul George has has to be past the ball in order to take a three pointer. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I'm just so waiting it's like, you for know the, the internal it's like the fight. <laughs> I'm ready. Who do you think though? It's going to be Paul George. It's going to be Paul George making some sort of cryptic media comment that he's not getting the ball enough. Yeah, I hope so. Because he will do that. Like, Russ will just wear a T-shirt that like, has a message on it that we have to decode like it's Dec- the Da Vinci code. But Paul George will actually say something. Well, and Russ, Russ just controls the whole offense and everything. So he can't – the complaint about touches is not – is likely not going to come from him. The complaint over those things is probably going to come from right. Else. If anything, he'll he'll be like, "I've been passing too much." Yes, he'll say, "I, I he'll say I need to shoot more," and that's on. I me. think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. I, I think he's about to go right back to his. Uh, I think he's about to go back to last year and back to the KD days. I think he's had enough of this bullshit passing stuff. It's, it's halftime. It's halftime of the Nuggets game, and he is tied for the lead in shots with uh, Carmelo. So he's I think it's, start, it's starting to turn. Yep, we're going. We're, go, we're going eight for thirty-eight every game. We're back, baby, Kobe style. <laughs> so that that's that's kind of my thing like back then the warriors had just Stephen clay that was honestly the only shooters um and you're like hey the warriors can shoot but you know their offense helped them out a lot i mean with draymond Iguodala, who can pass though so that's tougher for the thunder um and they just anyways, don't use steven adams enough like i know it's, like we're not in the 90s anymore but i just feel like steven adams is super skilled and they don't they only use him on like rolling to the basket and i actually think he could he could be a, a pretty good passer within an offense yeah, I'd agree with that. He's, if nothing else, just get everyone running off of him a lot more right. instead of just yeah. like setting one screen for Russ and everyone standing in the corners or off to the side or whatever. It's just it's it's only been what eleven games for them or ten games. There, don't hedge, Sam. Don't hedge. But it's like it's the, they don't run any sort of offense still, and I, I don't know why I would believe that that would change. So. I don't know. They need, they need more Nick Collison. That's what I think. What's funny is I actually really like Nick Collison. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed watching him back then. Like he was, he was, he was super solid. Like a smart player. I don't know. I like, I like watching players like Zaza when he was good. So I like, I like white players. I guess. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's too bad. It's too bad. Um, like Steph on defense. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Well, far. we'll link up That's Andy's high school reel with uh, um, when we post this pod. It's a lot of it's a lot of boxing out. A lot of wow, okay. a lot of putbacks. Front the postman. Set the set the legal side uh, backdoor screens. Yeah, it was, it was fun times. Um, next one, the Warriors will win. So they've got two titles already. So we're, Warriors will win three more with this core. Oh, real news. And that's like, I mean, in the next three years, like yeah. they'll go, they'll go. I know Kerr oh, wow. is, I know Kerr is, is worried about like just the mental fatigue of it all and the grind and everything. And I do think that's a real thing, but they're everyone like you've the two greatest shooters of all time and Kevin Durant. 
Like, what, I mean, what are, what are we doing? No one's going to challenge that. Yeah. I mean, I think five more, but um, I don't know. Three, three, three in a row is a lot. Maybe that's just because now every NBA offseason, I feel like, is just a gigantic. Just, I don't yeah, but, but I don't all even it is, know how to describe I mean, it. It's just all it is is just like they're, they're shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. That's True. all it is. They're just rearranging the patio furniture on the Titanic. Like that's that's what they got because like, all right, <laughs> Houston added Chris Paul. That would be cool in almost any other era. It doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> you know, beneath all the arrogance of all Warriors fans is the old insecurity that, that you hear when Sam's right. like, uh, you know, it's that they are worried that it might all fall apart. You know, like well, all right, so, so are going to have some. Yeah, that's my question is who who turns who who turns this out? Oh. Who destroys it all? Who's the, the easy target is, is Draymond. Right, but I don't think it's him. I think he actually likes winning too much. You think it's KD? Is that you think it is? It's, it's either going to be KD or I think it's the Steph heel turn. I think Steph's going to have a – I think Steph's like, going to go Tiger Woods you. on us. What if, like, what if Steph fall like, apart. What if Steph takes all this money he has and just mimics James Harden's beard? Like just does like a, <laughs> like a beard transplant because I don't think he could grow that. But oh, have just you seen him that. try to grow it? Oh. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's real patchy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what if that's what he does? He's just like, he just decides he wants to be like, you know, like when when Steve Urkel would become Stefan Urkel in that machine. <laughs> like, what if he just wants to be the evil version of that? I think it's coming. I think um, he's going to turn thirty this year, and in the next year or so. I mean, I remember when I turned thirty, I was just like. I've accomplished nothing with my life. What what am I doing? It just everything went out the window. Steph has obviously accomplished more by thirty than I had. But I think he's gonna see something's missing. He hasn't he hasn't done the he hasn't gone evil yet. He's, right. He's gonna you know, he's gonna grow the beard. Yo, I'm I'm probably nope. gonna probably gonna get a really tacky pirate earring. And then and then all sorts of weird satanic tats. I, I just don't I'm, know. I'm a, as a as a resident uh, as a resident, Steph Better stand. I'm gonna have to shut this one down, Sam. Next question, please. Next question, please. Here's what I think. Here's why I don't think Draymond will do it. Is I think he wants to be the Bill Russell of this era. I think he wants to end up with more rings than anybody, and that's why he'll never tear this apart. He may screw some things up, like he did, you know, two years ago. But I don't think he'll ever actively be like, I can't be a part of this anymore. No, his his career is. I I mean. His career is going to end with it's going to be like the the Black Knight and Monty Python, where he's like on one leg, missing two arms, like still trying to fight through it. He's right. he's going to go out that way, and it's going to be somewhat somewhat sad, but also somewhat kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, I, I can't see I can't see Draymond being like I need my own team now. I'm going I'm going to Denver. Get out of the right. way, Jokic. Yeah. I was thinking last night too. I was thinking last night too. Draymond, with the way he plays and the way he pushes people, I mean, there's going to be one day where he's not going to be that good, like four years, three years from now. Like, what's going to happen then when he tries to do the stuff that he does now? When he actually, when he's still yelling at people, but he's not getting stops anymore. Like, (laughs) again, first world problems. These are problems maybe three years from now, but you know that'll be interesting to see how how it affects the team. Yeah, just I just want like you know I don't know how familiar your your listeners are with just you know Wolves fandom in general. But like this, this, these are the scenarios you're you're kicking around in your head. 
with me, I'm looking at Jeff Teague as the point guard, and people are like, he's going to get torched in the playoffs. I'm like, oh, cool, they'll be in the playoffs. Like that's where that's that's just the dichotomy of the two fan bases. Yeah, I have no, I ha, I just can't figure out why the rest of the country hates Warrior fans. Just, right, just, yeah, just it's, real, it's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one for real or fake news. Steph Curry retires as the greatest point guard of all time. Ooh. <laughs> Let's go. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you guys. Real news. <laughs> I'm in. Better than Magic. And just in, I'm saying this just because I don't have a problem with Oscar Robertson in general, but it's weird that he has such a problem with Steph. It's oh, not weird that he does. Man. All the players who have a problem with Steph – are the great players who didn't quite get the team achievements that they thought or that they were capable of in their era. It's like the right. the Barclays, the Big O's, the guys who I mean, I I don't know what the newspapers were like in the Big O's era, but like Barkley was I'm definitely gonna guess kind racist. of I'm going to guess yeah, they were racist. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I mean like Barkley was definitely kind of um maligned for not being a winner despite, you know, being what maybe the most dominant power forward of a decade, right? Yeah. So it's God, just kind of it's kind of resentment towards this little guy's getting all this praise for winning, even though I think I'm a better player than him. Right. Can you imagine if Draymond spit on a little girl in the crowd? <laughs> oh God, Ooh. Draymond. Well, they'd actually have to arrest him. Oh Lord. Uh yeah, I don't know. I've, it's, I've, you you, you think real, about the I've stuff real, that the players um, twenty years ago did with the yeah. social media we have now, and you just you just realize how ridiculous it is. People are getting mad because LeBron liked a tweet that you know implied Kyrie went off or something. Exactly. Kobe Kobe wouldn't have made it, man. I'm telling you, dude. No. Oh God, no. <laughs> no. Kobe would be under the jail right now. That would be. Um, I have a real or fake news for you guys. Go for it. Nikola Jokic is a number one player. <laughs> Sam, you want to take that first? Um, are you implying like he can be the best player on a contender? On a title team? Best player on a title team. At his peak. I'm going to go fake news. I think, I think he can be the best player on a second round team. I think he can be the second best player on a contender. I, th- I think the def- defensive deficiencies are very difficult to build around. I don't know that he has it in him. When I think of the best player on a title team, I think of someone who won the chips, who's just willing to take over a game. And I don't know right. that's his really his approach. He's he's kind of more in the I'd rather get 20, 20, 10, and 8 type of approach. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's, um, it's great. 40, he's, a, he's an excellent player. There's no way around it. He's also 22, um, so writing him off now, I mean, Steph was a 22-year-old rookie, so what do I know? Whew, I'm writing him off, though. I'm writing him off. I, yeah. I think... Uh, I think <laughs> this is uh, the moment. I'll, 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 lean, I'll lean in on that. I think uh, fake news for sure. I think um, in this era, like, it, I guess it, the context kind of depends um, in what era and, and what kind of team. Um, like, the question kind of goes with Clay Thompson, too. Like, can he be a number one option? Well, it's like, what kind of team are you... Are you making right like Reggie Miller's team? Would they be kind of contending or playoff teams now? Maybe not. Right. Um, so I think with Jokic, 
Um, same thing. I think the defense is that, like him and, and Towns worry me on that end, but I don't know because I'm not not with the team. It's just like, do they either um, don't care about defense? I think part of Towns might just be that he doesn't care. I don't know. Like, so, so that was fan. So yeah. that that's my biggest problem with that. Yeah, this is what I think is Towns' problem is that he is stuck between trying to make plays he thinks he should make and just adhering to the system and what what Thibodeau says he should do. So I think that's his problem. It's like I don't know that he fully trusts the system on defense, and so his his natural instinct is to like, oh, I should go try to block this shot, and then he ends up just leaving an area of the floor he shouldn't, and that hurts the rest of the defense. So I think his is more confusion-based – uh, mm-hmm. on what he should do, whereas Jokic literally doesn't jump. <laughs> yeah. But then again, so Marc Gasol doesn't jump, and he's a pretty damn thinking. good if defender, it, if too. His Mar- if his upside, if his highest potential is some type of Marcus Gasol and maybe, like, better score than Marcus, Gasol, maybe he adds a three. So maybe he's like Vucevic and I mean, he already has put a together right or something. Now. Yeah, but, you know, like, it, it, that could be something. But then, but then I, I don't know, like, you would still maybe need a little bit more athleticism, or maybe that's just me being uh, uh, someone that's just making fun of Euros, being not athletic. But, you know, like... Yeah, but you're a big Zaza fan. It can work. Yeah, but he's more, Euro- he's more Eurasian. He's more Asian. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's a different thing. Sam just making shit up. I respect <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not, Sam. I don't know. No, we just... We get these, like, pet projects with, you know, basketball Twitter, and I've, I've just really am put off. Like, I should like Yoga a lot, and I'm just... I. I get annoyed by him because of the way he's talked about. That's it, right? Uh, that's yeah, that's all it thing. is. It's nothing to do with Jokic. It has nothing to do yeah. with Yeah, I actually really like the Celtics team. I think Celtics fans are annoying, and they make me – well, not – I won't say Celtics fans. I'll say Celtics fans who happen to be covering the team for a living. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Like the Boston media makes me dislike the Celtics, and I actually just like I – lo- I love watching Kyrie play. I think right? Brad Stevens is really awesome. fun. Yeah, Brad Stevens is an amazing coach. Like – they have so many fun aspects. Like even Marcus Smart, I like watching him miss shots and play defense. Like that that that's fun for me. Um, but for whatever reason, like I I don't root against them. But if they lose a big game, I'm like, okay, like I just want to just I like it just because I want to see how the how like the media there spins it into like this is actually good they lost this game. You know. You know it helps always picking the other uh, broadcast stream on League Pass. That also helps. Yeah, I, 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 I cannot watch Tommy. In, I kind of, I kind of enjoy Tommy in small <laughs> doses. Like when Tommy just starts yelling, and you can tell Gorman is just like, "Well, we really got to try to be professional here, Tommy. <laughs> we, we can't do this." You just hear him breathing into the microphone over and over again, like a bulldog. That's when, <laughs> that's when I really like. That's when I like Tommy at at his most. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, moving us to last thing. Uh, Jamal Crawford had some some interesting quotes on kind of like the, how the Clippers and how it just never came to fruition in Marcus Thompson's piece yesterday. Um, a, he, I'll read the quote right now. The Warriors weren't only the best team, but they were the best team. They never splintered. They stayed together. They handled the moment. You got to have that. When adversity hits, it doesn't build character. It reveals it. We, implying the Clippers, didn't handle it well. And then at the wrong time, we had injuries. Some of it was self-inflicted. Some of it was bad luck. In the five years that I was there, we won the third or fourth most games. We were right there in a lot of different ways. And in some, we weren't. 
and it's 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 not just Crawford's quotes. It's been Doc. It's been CP3 said it. Just kind of how that team never had the chemistry to really get over the top. Um, and I'm just wondering. It, it's just it's just interesting to me because that team. Everyone kind of when they got CP3 and Blake, you know, off of his rookie and second year, looked like the the next coming. And I mean, he's a great player. Everyone thought they would be a powerhouse in the West, and they just never went anywhere. And I don't know. I, I guess my question is, how do you, how do you read that stuff? Is that just kind of you know trying to make peace with the past, or was that a real thing, or what? Yeah, I think like I think there is some kind of like he's trying to reconcile why they weren't more successful, right? And I do think they had a lot of shitty luck, like that. That year they blew the lead to Houston in the series and and lost in seven. Like that team absolutely should have been in the conference finals. And I don't think it was like a a weak character thing or what. Like I think they got tired and they just didn't play well. Um, and in like there's a you know a fourth quarter where Josh Smith and Corey Brewer lead a comeback in a playoff game. Like who can ever possibly foresee that? Like that's just not something that happens. And so I think like they had some shitty luck, but at the same time, they like they didn't like each other. Like even like even when like you know Draymond and, yep. and Steph are annoyed, like they they at least respect <clears throat> each other enough to to keep to keep with the team goal, and I don't think the Clippers ever did that. And so I do like I agree with it. like that team is that team was one of the three or four best teams of the last like five six years, but we just end up laughing at them because they couldn't get past the second round. So my thing, and and to swing back to the Warriors is that. I think it's underrated that the Warriors like each other that much, or at least, you know, they pretend to for, for yeah, me right. and us. They like, they like <laughs> each other enough, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it is underrated though. Like, cause it helps in terms of handling adversity and, and our, our favorite buddy, Matt Moore was saying how, um, and actually a lot of fans do as well. Um, that aren't, that aren't Warriors fans, um, do say that the Warriors have a, you know, relatively easy road through the past three, four years. Um, and I, you know, I, I tend to disagree, obviously, but but because just the fact that they've gone through all of it, like they haven't actually failed. And the one time that they did fail, they didn't really fail because they got the ran out of it. Right. Um, I mean, they failed pretty big. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of yeah, all but, came but, apart but, at the wrong but, time. But on but on purpose. But on that's, purpose, yes, like, exactly. Sam, keep up, keep up. <laughs> so so like that. That's the thing. Like they've handled it well, and I think it's because they do like each other and. Steve Kerr does have these guys like he's like like hey guy like listen Omri Caspi last night did say that Kerr was the first person coach franchise to like speak to his heart like he had tears in his eyes and everything so this like I, I think it's underrated how much you know liking each other or having your chemistry and that type of thing willing to work together in that way um, helps you go through adversity I don't know yeah and I think too with that like it's not just that they like each other it's that they they like each other knowing that that will help them win games. Right. And I, and I think with the Clippers, it became more of a, you know, like the Warriors know they're good enough to get through adversity when, when anything pops up, they know that they're, they're good enough. I don't know the Clippers. I think the Clippers knew that they were better than what their success was, but I don't know that they really thought like they were a championship team. Whereas with the Warriors, they just know, all right, if we get through this bullshit, like we're going to win a title. <laughs> Yeah, for for me, I actually read it more as it's it's not as much we like each other as we trust each other, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and I'm watching, I every time I'd see the Clippers play the Warriors, they they'd come out strong. Like 
the Warriors beat them at basically every game the last four years, but it's not like those games didn't start competitive or weren't competitive for a certain period of time. Mm, And some of them even went to the fourth quarter competitive. And then it would get tight. And then you would see Chris Paul and Blake and DeAndre and whoever yelling at each other and getting overly tense while the Warriors were going the opposite direction, just kind of feeding off of each other. And I don't know how you manufacture that, that trust factor, but that's kind of how I read Crawford's quote as kind of like when it got tight, everyone kind of splintered their own way, whether that meant like Chris... Chris Paul thought, you know, I have to take over the game now because it's it's the end and I don't trust him with the ball or like Blake trying to make a move too fast or something like that. But it's that that's how I read it. Yeah. And I think, too, like, did they trust Doc? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, like I'm pretty too. sure I'm pretty sure Chris <laughs> Paul did. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure J.J. Redick hated playing for him by the end of that whole tenure. Like not just like didn't think like things were going like probably hated playing for him. Um, and so like, if, if you can't really trust that the coach is going to be able to control Chris Paul, who's trying to over control everything, um, then you're, yeah, you are just going to have a defeatist attitude of like when stuff starts going bad, it's here we go again. Whereas with the warriors stuff starts going bad. They think, Oh, we'll get through this. Even if they don't like, they always think they'll get through it. Yeah, exactly. Because in every game you're going to have ebbs and flows and someone's going to hit some dumb shots and they're you know, all of a sudden you're like, why, why right. is, you know, why is Luke Luke Richard by Mute draining threes on me? This is you know we 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 made a point not to guard him because he can't shoot, and it's kind of how you respond to it. Wow, just dropping Luke Richard by Mute references in the. You know. <laughs> hey, so more moral of the story: if if you get if if you want to build character and trust, you guys go out together to temple. Trust falls. Trust That's falls. Tr- oh, trust <laughs> falls. Yeah, trust falls was fun in high school. We had a guy that that uh, made us get practice because he stood there for an hour and a half. It was uh, fun times in high school. Uh, all right. With that, with that note. Let's wrap this up, Zach. Thank you so much. <laughs> really ended on a bang there. That was good. That's what I'm here for, guys. Anything else you want to hit on, Zach? Um, no, just uh, I can just pour myself out. Uh, Fan rag sports for NBA writing, leveragechat.com for all the podcasting stuff, and at uh, uh, Talk Hoops on Twitter for uh, Nick Cage stuff. <laughs> all right, thanks That's so a much, bang. Zach. There you go. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.